0: This week's guest is like a lot of us out there in this season. She had a fine job. It wasn't the best job in the world, but it was bringing in money for her and her family. Then the pandemic hit, and unfortunately, she got laid off. But instead of giving up and just going and trying to find a similar job out there to what she was doing, she decided to go for it and start her own freelance web design business. And now she's crushing it. Do you want to know how she did it? That's what we're talking about this week. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. Hope you had a great week, and I'm glad to have you back. This week's guest is actually a listener to the self-made web designer podcast. She emailed me and said, thank you for all your help. I just recently got laid off. I started a web design business and because of your insight and others out there like you, it is going really well. So I thought, Hey, why not bring her on, ask her about her experience and see if she can offer any advice to people who are in her situation As well. And guess what? She came on and she absolutely crushed it with some incredible thoughts, insights, tips, and tricks that I know you're gonna walk away with going, I'm so glad I listened to this. But before we dive in, I got to ask, have you signed up for the web designer starter kit course? It is a four video course that I lay out every step that I took six years ago when I was becoming a freelance web designer and how I went from making no money at all to doubling my income as a freelance web designer. Best thing is it is 100% for free. So go to self-made web designer com and sign up today. All right. Are you ready to hear from Miss Jasmine Glasgow? All right, let's do it. Well, hey, Jasmine, thanks so much for being on the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. It's so good to have you. Yeah, thanks,
1: Chris. Thanks for having
0: me. I'd love it if you'd take a second and just kind of share your story, share where you are now and and um, how you got to this point.
1: Yeah, sure. So I, I guess a bit like everybody, it's a bit of a long story I'll I'll try not to drag it out (laughs) too far but um, I guess uh, I was one of those lucky people when I finished high school in that I actually knew exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to help people so I signed up for university like a lot of us do I did a um, degree in psychology and then I actually went on to help um, young people homeless young people um, in particular uh, who had drug problems and I actually really loved that um, but I got a little bit fed up with the red tape side of things, and I wanted to travel. And you know, it wasn't a particularly high-paying job, so uh, I ended up uh, signing myself up to our family business, which was a software company, um, advertising software. And uh, I was in the support team, so I was still kind of helping people. But when people asked me what what I did for a living, I would often say, "Oh, you know." It's not my passion, but it pays the bills. Um, sure. And I, I kind of stuck in there quite a while, actually. I, I was there for eight years until just recently when uh, I became redundant, um, which I think a lot of people would have kind of, uh, you know, panic. But um, I'd I'd always kind of had this side, not even a side hustle, really, a side hobby, I'll call it. Um, which was the web, web development and web design. Um, I'd just done a few little bits and pieces for friends. Um, even back, you know, 10 years ago when I was in youth work, I ended up making this website for the um, youth organisation that I was working for. Um, so it's kind of given way to this uh, really slow-burning um, idea and uh I've decided you know what today's gonna be the day i'm gonna i'm gonna go from side hobby to full blown freelancing um business
0: It's really cool that you bring such a unique perspective from a lot of other guests that I've had on in that you are in the midst of trying to figure this out. And so, like, like I told you before, I think you're gonna have just a lot of great insight for people who are exactly where you are. They're they're thinking, okay, everything happened with the pandemic and I'm suddenly in need of some extra income or a new job altogether. And so what's next and, and how do I do it? So maybe talk a bit about your background. How how did you learn the skills to feel confident that you're just gonna go for it and freelance?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, I think, because it's been such a such a long time. I mean, this is sort of 10 years in the making. I actually don't really remember the the grassroots of, you know, my first website, what actually kind of led me to that. Um, but it was almost like uh, someone had this – it was because I had this IT background, I guess. So the family business, like I mentioned, um, it's this – Software business. And so I was just the IT guy, the IT girl um, at every job that I had. You know, if the, the printer didn't work, it was, oh, Jazz, can you, you know, you're, you know, IT, you know, computer stuff. <laughs> and so a website was just kind of, you know, that, that everyone just kind of throws it all in the same basket. Oh, we need a website. Oh, just ask Jazz. She probably, you know, knows something. And um, as most of us in IT know, all you really need to know is how to Google something and uh, how to YouTube something. And <laughs> so I kind of self-taught myself a lot in the beginning. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of slowly, slowly built on that. Um, about four years ago, I started kind of revisiting it more seriously. Um, but then I had uh, my daughter. So I kind of just put the the whole website thing on the back burner again. And um the start of this year actually I decided to do something for myself you know I'd been a stay-at-home mom and I'd been working part-time in this IT business and so I decided to sign up for a um, web development diploma um, because I actually don't have anything on paper at all that says I even know how to turn a computer on all of my um, qualifications are in these other random fields you know psychology and youth work and Uh, I just kind of fell into the IT side of things. Um, So, yeah, once I started doing, you know, the diploma, it kind of led me to a lot more resources, I guess, other people who were doing the same thing. Um, And I actually decided to really get my hands dirty and build my first website for myself, um, which, of course, I wanted to be perfect. So that taught me probably more in in that couple of months than I've learned in the in the previous
0: 10 years. Yeah, that's great. And I that's something I always tell people is that the best way to learn is to just go for it. Just build something because that is really where the best learning takes place. You know, like it's it's one thing to follow along with a tutorial, it's another thing to actually be in the middle of a development um project and Have an issue come up that you've never seen before and have to Google your way out of it, you know, until you finally come to a solution. So, so, so we know a little bit of your background, we know, you know, kind of um, being let go from your job has kind of led you to kind of go for it. What, What do you think was holding you back? From just going for it all together, what was that? What was that thing that was keeping you from going? You know, what I'm going to start a freelancing business.
1: Yeah, so um, it's really interesting you ask that because uh, I've got a, a few friends, you know, kind of in varying parts of this process. One of them um, is is out; she's doing her own thing, um, and then a couple of the others are in that ideas phase or the the side hustle, the side hobby phase. And one of my friends said to me, you know what, you're so lucky that you got made redundant because you don't have to overthink it then, you know. And I think I probably could have done this uh, quite a while ago, but I was just a little bit too comfortable. You know, things were easy um, and there's always that kind of uh, fear, you know, when you, when you make that jump, you're going into this great unknown. Um, and I think, you know, naturally we, we, we seek out the known and we avoid the uh, the unknown as much as we can. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a real blessing in disguise, actually, because uh, like I said, I've been in this um, support role for like eight years and, and possibly would have been there for another eight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm lucky in that respect.
0: Isn't that funny? And that I mean, that was the same exact thing for me. Had, had I not had a situation where I was forced to learn how to make extra money, uh, I, there's no way I would be here. I, I probably would not have even pursued this. If, if I did, it would have been much later in life, like you're saying. So uh, it's, it's, it's crazy that kind of tragedy can push you to a new level in your, in your reality or a new level in your life. So, uh, that's, that's awesome. And, and good on you for not just going to find another temporary job. You know, I think that would, as, as much as you think like you've, this is kind of a blessing in disguise, like you still had to make the decision to, to, to do this. So, so why not? Why not go for another support role at another company? Why, why now? You know, is is there is there more to that, or was it just I'm I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens?
1: Well, I think um, you know, I think back to every time someone said to me, you know, what do you do for a living? And my my rehearsed response was, It's not my passion, but it pays the bills. You know, every time I said those words, it kind of crushed my soul <laughs> just a little bit more. So I, I sort of got to this crossroads where, okay this comfortable easy not passion but pays the bills job is gone um am I really going to sign myself back up for that or is this the time that I say you know what I'm going to do something I actually really enjoy and something I actually really care about um and so yeah it kind of seemed like the natural um decision and and like I said I'd kind of been building this site this year as a bit of a hobby and I'd started the a uh, diploma so I had my little piece of paper that says I know how to build a website um so it kind of I mean it almost took on a life of its own where you know this time last year it was barely in the back of my mind and then the more kind of um the further down this road that I got the more things I just seemed to attract to you know this idea um almost like a magnet you know I met a, a girl who just started her own business and she had this great advice and then I'd stumble on these podcasts like um like your podcast and and others uh, that just literally seemed to come out of nowhere um and so it was almost as if this decision was kind of made for me it was like there was there was never going to be another uh
0: Another option. Talk a little bit about what you're doing now um, to kind of get your first few clients and kind of ramp up on the freelance business. What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, so I I am actually sort of lucky. I've got a, a unique problem where I've actually managed to attract quite a few clients, quite a few potential clients really, really quickly um almost sort of by accident. (laughs) Um, So my my challenge at the moment I guess is kind of getting the foundations of the business, the processes. You know, there's a lot of really cool automation tools that that are available now. So I can kind of um you know use that I guess to to save me time to spend doing the things you know that I need to be doing for clients, but also the things I enjoy doing. but it's really hard to kind of put those foundations in place when I've got all these clients kind of coming my way. So I'm kind of trying to hit the ground running and, you know, got a few, few too many balls in the air at the moment, which is a good problem to have. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I've, I've actually been really, really successful um, in, in the way that I'm um, getting clients. I uh, thought so you might want to hear a little bit about that. Um, because just in the last two weeks, sort of since uh, we've been speaking, I have kind of stumbled across this marketing strategy, I guess you'd call it, um, very much by accident. So I, when when I was um, pregnant with my first child, with my daughter, I joined this Facebook group of um, mothers who were having their kids that year, and you know we're all kind of at the same place of life and had the same kind of issues and the same things we were celebrating and all uh, and all of that and uh, so when I decided to start freelancing and you know take the plunge and and do web design and web development full-time of course I went and joined a bunch of Facebook groups you know with people in the same boat as me people I could talk to vent to um, and you know, of course, there's people in these kind of startup groups going. Oh, I need a website, or I've got a website, but it doesn't do what I want it to do. Or um, you know, can anyone help me with this? Just one little thing. Um, and you know, me being me with this kind of, I like helping people. Um, I just started commenting. I just started giving people little tips and would just say, you know, I'm, I'm you know, my startup is actually a web development um, business. So if you need some more help, just you know, reach out. I'm happy to chat. I'm happy to set up a meeting, um, you know, whatever the case might be. And a surprising number of people have been kind of coming to me and saying, hey, yeah, I'd actually really love to take you off on the offer. Can you can you build me something? Can you even just give me some advice? Um, so it's it's been really successful. Even people who I haven't spoken to directly have kind of seen my comments and gone, oh, wow, you know, she she genuinely um looks like she genuinely wants to help people. And, and that seems to just kind of attract people in a very genuine, um, authentic way. And I think because my, my clients are kind of just like me, then that kind of gives us this added uh, rapport right from the start.
0: It's so crazy, because I feel like so many people think that right now, there's no way to network and meet new people. but But here you are, and you're crushing it. Sounds like it's all online from the Facebook groups. Is that right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, and I mean, it's kind of endless at the moment. I'm primarily on um, Australian groups because we're kind of all in the same time zone. But, um, you know, there's even global groups uh, around that. Uh, and I think I think you've got to be careful, um, you know, in the way that you approach it, you uh, you see people occasionally, like you know, just kind of spamming, like yeah, hi me, um, and, and putting out there, you know, whatever their their product or their services. And and I don't think that people really can connect with that. Um, but if you approach things in the right way, and you know, I mean, when I when I help these people, there's every chance I'm never going to hear from them, or they might just say a simple thank you. Um, and I think you've got to really be okay with that. Um, but yeah, it's actually quite surprising how how easy it is. Um, yeah, to connect with people online, and I think it's going to be more and more important uh, moving forward that people sort of know how to do that.
0: I think you've really hit on something um, that actually a lot of people talk about, which is just going and offering free advice. You know, essentially giving value to someone without the expectation that they would give you something in return. And I think probably a lot of more aggressive people would just go into somebody's DM or go into somebody's inbox and say, I can build you a website. Do you want any help? And I know people who have sent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages to people that they didn't know, you know, and, and the return on that is, is minuscule, you know? And so figuring out a way to to be able to add value to somebody before there's ever a ask is kind of the name of the game and of course like you're saying that's risky they could go off and and say hey thanks for your help and you never hear from them again but it sounds like it's it's really turning out to be in your favor
1: yeah so far so good well i've got a a lot of people um yeah getting in touch and booking various you know different things um and i think Yeah, like I said, you have that instant kind of connection with them. You've already offered something when you haven't had to. Um, And I think that kind of from the very get-go, you know, from the very first step you're taking with a potential client, it's okay, well, this person genuinely wants to help people. Um, And that's a good way to start.
0: <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit about those challenges that you're talking about with figuring out a way to be efficient and get the process done quickly so you can serve more clients. What What are your thoughts on that? How are you putting together those puzzle pieces?
1: I mean, one of the greatest challenges that I have is this kind of information overload. I'm a bit of a fact finder. I like to do my research. Um, you know, if I'm trying to make a decision, I'll kind of spend hours or days or weeks trying to get all of the information so I feel like I'm making the best decision. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> there is so much out there, um, that, that, which is great, um, but actually kind of going, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on, this is the processes I'm going to use or the mentor I'm going to choose or, you know, it's kind of um, even getting to the point where you lock down How you're going to plan can be quite overwhelming. And then, of course, the next step is actually planning, which, um, you know, takes time. And when you've already got, um, you know, two kids and uh, a few clients who need your help, need a website, have, you know, project deadlines, um, it's quite difficult to really sit down and and take the time to kind of step out of the business and start working on the business instead of in the business. And that's something I've heard many times. Um, it was something I thought, oh, well, I'm never going to do that. Uh, but now here I am.
0: So, what was it that helped you, or have you? Have you made a decision on what you're going to focus on and the tools that you're going to use, or or is that still kind of up in the air?
1: Yeah, so I'm starting to um, lock a few things in. Um, I'm trying to. I, I got some advice um, from someone who has been running their own business for close to thirty years. And their advice was don't spend any money in the first year that you don't absolutely have to Um, because I think, I mean, kind of pessimistically, (laughs) a lot of businesses fail in the first 12 months. So the difference between kind of, you know, sinking your life savings into a business that doesn't quite make it um, versus taking this kind of bare-bones expenses approach can often be the difference between making it and not making it. Um, So I sort of have that in the back of my mind, but then there's also the flip side of that, which is you've got to spend money to make money. So I'm trying to kind of, you know, balance those two things out. Um, One of the big things that I have definitely decided to invest in is some software that's going to automate um, a lot of what I'm doing manually at the moment. Um, like I said, I'm talking to a lot of people. I'm offering advice. I'm getting people kind of reaching out to me through private messages, people who want to, um, you know, book my time and have a chat. Um, and at the moment, there's a lot of kind of to and fro uh, with that. So um, it would be great to kind of just free up a little bit of that time um, so that I can, you know, dedicate myself to the people who are trying to engage my services um, a little better Uh, Without you losing the sort of personal aspect of that communication um, in those early kind of stages of securing clients and things like that, so I think software is going to be a big one for me.
0: So, like calendaring software and things where people can sign up for a time slot, kind of thing. Is that is that what you're looking at? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I think it's going to be you know sort of extra beneficial because then I can set my own availability. Um, you know, not be kind of all consumed um, by by the business, which I think is an easy trap to fall into. You know, I think a lot of people, um, they they decide, yeah, I'm going to freelance, I'm going to work from home, I'm going to get to spend more time with my family. But um, it's very easy to kind of not set those uh, boundaries in place and then all of a sudden you're working more hours than you've ever worked before and checking your phone, you know, all the time for notifications and replying to messages and things like that so um yeah i think to kind of a be efficient but also be to kind of keep that work-life balance i think um yeah automating availability in particular um but also some of that like to and fro messaging just the basic communication um going to be important
0: is there anything that you wish you knew before you started now that you've kind of gone headfirst into it
1: Ask me in a few months.
0: <laughs> I think there
1: will be. I think I think they're coming. They're in the yeah, mail
0: for sure. For sure, that's awesome. Well, what's 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 the plan? What do you want this to look like five years from now?
1: I I I hope that what I am building here is going to kind of support my lifestyle rather than um, hindering it. Um, like I'm quite used to working from home. We were actually working from home before um, COVID hit and I don't think I could ever go back to an office or back to an hour and a half in the car each way, um, you know, sitting in traffic. Um, So lifestyle is a big one for me. But, um, yeah, I think looking forward at kind of how big can can this get, it's a bit of an unknown for me at the moment. Um, you know, I'm just one person, um, so I'm sort of sitting back, going, "Well, to to get bigger, uh, that's kind of a whole other kettle of fish," um, which which I'll need to to work out at some point, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I mean, even even the way things are right now where I've got a few clients, I've got a few people kind of, that I'm kind of chatting to, um, I'm doing my research, I'm learning new things like, you know, an absolute sponge at the moment. Um, I'm reading things, I'm listening to things, I'm talking to people. Um, I mean, that's kind of my jam. I'm kind of already living it, um, yeah. you know, as we speak, so yeah, if I'm still doing this in five years, I think I'll be, I'll be pretty
0: happy. So, you know, you're not really, you're not looking to make like a million billion dollar company. You're, you're looking like probably a lot of people just trying to make a living so you can spend time with your family and not have to worry about finances.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I'm pretty lucky in that we have a little bit of security. Um, so it's not so much about, yeah, making the big bucks or, you know, some multinational um, company. Um, My goals are really about, I guess, self-fulfillment. You know, um, like I said, I had this job that was really, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And what I'm doing now is something I actually enjoy. I I can sit down at 9 o'clock in the morning and start working on a site for somebody and I often find myself kind of Googling something in their industry to try and, you know, just make the site a bit more unique and show people, hey, you know, like each client to me is a real person and it's not just like a paycheck. And I think as long as I can continue to kind of enjoy what I do and do what I enjoy and have enough time to spend with my family, then yeah, that's kind of the the end game for me.
0: Well, I wonder if you could give advice to somebody out there who's listening, who's maybe like you were a a few months before you heard that, your job had been considered redundant, so they're they're wanting maybe to take that step, but they're unsure. They've been thinking about it for a while, uh, or you could just speak to Jasmine three months ago. <laughs> if you could, if you could tell yourself something before you knew that you were going to lose your job about going into freelance web design, what would it be?
1: I think I would say just go for it. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I heard this great this great quote, which was, um, "Yeah, say yes and then work it out." Yeah, and that's kind of been my um, motto. Uh, sometimes I feel like maybe going back to that person and, you know, kind of shaking them, like, why did you say this? This is not working out. But most of the time um, saying yes and working it out later, I mean, it's a great um, it's a great way to move forward. And, you know, if you're kind of stuck planning, thinking, overanalyzing, you know, oh, now's not the right time, um, you know, we either... We either shrink into comfort or we grow into opportunity. It's it's this, you know. It's it, it's do it's now or never, you know. Or, yeah. or if not now, then when. Um, and you know, I have no regrets. There's yeah. there's no looking back. Um, and I think a lot of people would feel the same way. You know, we we get sucked into this comfort zone and. Our only regret, once we you know make that decision, we hand in our notice, or um, you know we we move to another country or whatever that that big thing is. Our only regret is why did I do that sooner? You know. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. If people are wanting to connect with you um, online or through email or through your website, where would they go?
1: Uh, yeah. So my freelancing business is uh, yestia which is a little bit of a nod to my husband who, um, you know, knows happy wife is happy life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my website is au, And I've just got some info up there um, at the moment.
0: Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on again. And uh, we'll, we'll check in in a, in a year from now and uh, just see where you are and maybe have you on again. So.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: amazing. Man, Jasmine has such a cool story, and I'm so glad that she came on and shared it with us. And I hope it encourages you because I have a feeling, I have a sense that there's a lot of folks out there who are just like Jasmine they're considering whether or not they should stay where they are or just go for it and start a web design business. So here's my encouragement to you. Just go for it. You can go for it and like Jasmine, figure it out along the way. But if you don't go for it, you're going to look back and regret that you never gave it a shot. And I have a hint that you're actually going to be super successful doing it. And hey, if you need help or any type of support along the way, we are here for you at the self-made web designer podcasts. You can sign up for a call to have a conversation with me if you have questions at selfmadewebdesigner.com or shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you and help you out in any way, shape, or form. Well, that was one for the books, but next week is going to be a great episode as well. Can't wait for you to hear it, but until then, don't give up and don't forget, if you don't quit, you win.